0: Ever since ChatGPT was available for mass usage, the potential threat of AI to mankind became a hot topic. We know that even the godfather of artificial intelligence Jeffrey Hinton quit his job to work on explaining the risks of continuing to develop this field of technology. Over 1,000 researchers and technologists signed a letter calling for a six-month pause on AI development because they said, it poses profound risks to society and humanity. While sitting on the sideline, I couldn't help but think, are we witnessing a giant leap on IT revolution? Or is this the contemporary version of a nuclear test? In reality, I suppose the answer is always some combination of the two. What I hope though, is to have some sage to show me the way. I have recently read two essays which I believe gave me some new directions to think about this matter. That is, a more spiritual perspective to ask new questions. From what I have read, the most common threats that people talked about are utilitarian, like job losses due to AI automation, social manipulation through AI algorithms, social surveillance with AI technology, or biases due to artificial intelligence. And then, occasionally, I would hear from a different angle. Like in 2019, Pope Francis warned against AI's ability to circulate tendentious opinions and false data. He said, If mankind's so-called technological progress were to become an enemy of the common good, this would lead to an unfortunate regression to a form of barbarism, dictated by the law of the strongest. It was an alarming reminder, yet I still felt that we have not touched the central issues. Two separate essays that I read recently inspired me to think in a different direction. One is a newsletter from a friend. In her email, she explains that she is pondering the dynamics of power within a community, and she uses AI as an illustration. Although she barely touched on the subject of artificial intelligence, she has asked a profound philosophical question. AI has already developed into a great power which bears impact on a wide range of fields. And, the chatbot agrees that there are potential risks and abuses. Therefore, it demands ethics and laws to guardrail its application. It requires human supervision and guidance to ensure that it serves the interests of mankind. If so, then do humans have the ability and wisdom to do so? This cannot be a new question. During the Second World War, after the nuclear test of the A-bomb, American scientists involved in the project signed a petition to urge the President of the United States to not use this horrific weapon. The nuclear weapons we have today are several thousand times more powerful than the two that were dropped in Japan. Just imagine how many people had already asked Do humans really have the wisdom to handle what we have created? We don't have to look far. The financial system we have created had paralyzed the world economy in 2008. Our virus caused a global pandemic, our industrial revolution created climate change, and the carbon emission is slowly destroying the planet. What my friend asks in her newsletter It's a fundamental philosophical question about mankind. The contemporary worldview is pessimistic. No matter it's Amazon Prime's series Citadel or the Hollywood blockbuster Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning, these shows imply that no one or any one government is fit to possess such great power. It must be destroyed. I sometimes think that, even if these are unbelievers, did they also feel the ancient seduction in the Garden of Eden when confronted by the thought of grappling infinitive power? Did they sense the danger of self-destruction as they came close to the notion of man becoming like God, that they unintentionally revealed the fear of their hearts? My friend does not directly answer the question she raises, but I could tell even she is not optimistic. She says, quote, I'm afraid many of those who are powerful lack a kind of moral and self-discipline. No matter which arena, political, financial, academic, or religious, there will be people abusing their power to hurt others for self-gain. This is not news, it is becoming more and more common. This may be why many intellectuals are much worried with AI development." I am not a scientist. I am not qualified to make any scientific assessment of AI development. But since we raised a philosophical question, I suppose we can attempt to have a philosophical discussion. Do humans have the wisdom and ability to handle what we have created? This is a question we need to keep asking, but maybe we don't need an answer every time. One of the greatness of mankind is that we continue want to be part of something greater than ourselves. We are ordinary, but we do not wish to remain ordinary. We want to fly high, not that because we can boast but because we may fulfill our potential to unlock the code that the Creator has hidden inside us. We are like the bird wanted to fly south. You cannot ask the creature to first explain it to you. It just wanted to fly, and that's why we create. We would throw ourselves in it, no matter it's art, literature, culinary, engineering, or crafts. Technology is only but one of the many choices, don't think of it too high or too low. If we stopped every time we saw risks, we wouldn't have nuclear energy, antibiotics, or modern economic systems, not to mention liberal democracy. Human civilization would have remained in feudalism the vast majority would continue to live in poverty, and humankind would not be able to shake off the shadow of famine, plagues, and natural disasters. There would not be the concept of equality. Only the strong would rule. On the other hand, why do we need to keep asking do humans have the wisdom and ability to handle what we have created? It is because we need to be reminded of our own limits? This question works like the brake in the car. Every time we ask, we are reminded that we are lower than God. We are reminded of our sin curse. Every accomplishment mentioned above is a milestone of human civilization. At the same time, every one of them brought destructions that upend the previous societal order. And where does that put us? There'll be a theological discussion in the second essay I want to talk about. The second essay is an article written by David Brooks. This New York Times columnist often writes from a Christian conservative perspective and is celebrated as the pastor of the public square. In his article titled, Human Beings Are Soon Going to Be Eclipsed, there is a palpable anxiety a great sense of self doubt of the humankind. Theologically speaking, the author is becoming greatly puzzled by the question, what is man? The person Brooks references is a well-known cognitive scientist, Douglas Hofstadter. This expert in how the human brain works announced in 2018 that Google Translate is shallow. Back then, he said, AI translation tools might be really good at some pedestrian tasks, but they weren't close to replicating the creative and subtle abilities of a human translator. It's all about ultra-rapid processing of pieces of text, not about thinking or imagining or remembering or understanding. It doesn't even know that words stand for things." But in 2023, Brooks was startled, using his own word, to learn that Hofstadter had completely changed his view. When listening to a recent podcast, he heard this scientist says, It's a very traumatic experience when some of your most core beliefs about the world start collapsing, and especially when you think that human beings are soon going to be eclipsed. It just renders humanity a very small phenomenon compared to something else that is far more intelligent and will become incomprehensible to us, as incomprehensible to us as we are to cockroaches. Hofstadter concludes that it is evident that AI is thinking, and if it's thinking, then it has a certain degree of consciousness, which means it has some degree of Of aliveness. When Brooks and Hofstadter say that human beings are to be eclipsed, what they really meant is that our precious position in the world will be replaced. We are no longer the climax of creation in the Genesis story and are reduced to a very small phenomenon because a higher being, a superior intellectual will now outperform us in every which way. And how much better is this new creation compared to us? It's like a cockroach trying to measure up to us. But Brooks wasn't done. He called Hofstadter and tried to convince the cognitive scientists that AI isn't really thinking. What it does is to piggyback on human thoughts. The bot is merely synthesizing linguistic expressions which humans have put on the internet. The machine does not have anything like a human learning experience, it's playing on the surface with language, but the emotion-drenched process of learning from actual experience and the hard learning accumulation of what we call wisdom are absent. Therefore, the self-development of AI is limited. However, towards the end of the essay, anybody could tell that the days that Brooks can still convince himself is numbered. The way how Brooks made his argument sounded very much like Immanuel Kant, the last of the Enlightenment philosophers in the 18th century who ended the movement. Kant rejected the extravagant rationalist claims of the time and and adopted an understanding of a pre-existing structures in the mind that produced knowledge. In other words, he's saying that our brain is like a library. When we're born, it already came with sorted out bookshelves. Some are for fiction, some are for non-fiction, some are for science, and some are for literatures. And when we received signals, or experience... They became knowledge. That actually sounded brilliant. But if you think within this matrix, you are also bounded by this matrix. For Kant continued to explain that reality is divided into two realms. There's the phenomenal world, that is the created order in which we live and can experience. And then there's the noumenal world, and that is spiritual and metaphysical reality. And Kant says that our brain only has the bookshelves for the phenomenal world and not for the spiritual one. Well, that's doozy, isn't it? When David Brooks says the emotion-drenched process of learning from actual experience is absent in the AI, he is still wrestling with the question, what is man at a very humanism level that did not help him to transcend from his experiential world? What is man is a profound philosophical question. When we had no competition, philosophers could engage with this mental exercise on a slow Saturday afternoon, but when we realize that we may be replaced it suddenly became an existential challenge. Working quite differently from humanism, Christians traditionally tackle this subject theologically and not philosophically. Therefore, the answer does not come from within mankind, but from without. More specifically, from divine revelation. An example would be Psalm 8.4. Simply put, Humanism would often begin with the attributes of God, like creativity, innovation, ethics, wisdom, and emotion, to conclude that we are created in the image of God. And please note that I intentionally use religious language here to make a point. Secularism or humanism would say something along the line, the dignity of man or life is precious, rather than the image of God. My point is, The methodology is the opposite to what Christianity says. Traditionally, Christianity does not say we are created in the image of God because we have the attributes of God. Rather, the fact that we are created in the image of God gives us His attributes. In other words, we are precious because God says so and not because we can perform better than any creatures in the world. In this sense, when a Christian is confronted by the creation of artificial intelligence, he or she has no need to justify his or her own value by comparing how well he or she measures up to the performance of the AI. That part is already settled in God's revelation. Instead. What we can ask is this, if AI is birthed from the collective thoughts of humankind, does it reflect faith, hope, and love among the followers of Christ? In Star Trek Next Generation, the name of the artificial intelligence is Data. All through his life, he aspired to better understand humankind. In the end, he did the most human thing he sacrificed himself to save the life of a friend. To me, this is a wonderful vision. The highest point of an intelligence who surpasses humankind in every which way is an expression of virtue which he had learned from the people around him. What are we really afraid of? Is it AI or is it the sense of darkness that is buried deeply in our hearts?